Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, you can. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. And my fault, I forgot to mention that the previous conversation we had was brought to you by Avocado Green Mattress Sleep Natural. Okay, so something is happening that I don't like for selfish reasons, but obviously you have to root for it if it should go this way. And, and But I probably heard that Rex Ryan, I guess, talked to the Cowboys yesterday. People have been asking me, have I talked to him? I have not. I, I'm going to let him do his thing. If Rex's dream, look, I, I love Rex. I have come to love him. He is one of the sweet men you will ever meet in your life. You will not come across a nicer, better-hearted, more generous, giving person than Rex Ryan, whether he was the greatest coach of all time or the worst coach of all time or somewhere in between, as most of them are. And I'm looking at Hembo. I want to know Hembo agrees. I'm looking at Brandon, who has worked with him for all these years on Get Up, and everybody else. You can't know Rex and not love him. And he has been an integral part of our success on Get Up. His Mondays have been outstanding. He's been on with me every Monday of every football season from the day we launched the show, and I would like him to stay with us for the rest of his career. Um, but if his goal, and he has not said this to me, he has never told me, you know, Greeny, I really want to get back in the league. I know he's talked to people about it in the past. That's documented. But he has never said to me, Greeny, I miss coaching like crazy. He hasn't said that. He, uh, he honestly has not. Um, but if this is his dream, then I, I wish it for him. I, I want him to be successful in it. I, I do think that there is a path to Rex becoming a head coach again. I think that with his reputation, with his, um, you know, the, the braggadocio, the the fly by the, what's the word I'm looking for? What, what is it about him? He's so outspoken, bombastic. bombastic, whatever the nature of his personality is. I don't think anyone hires him as a head coach right this minute, as evidenced by the fact that no one has. But what will happen if he goes to Dallas, let's say, with that talent? You give Rex Micah freaking Parsons? They will be the best defense in the NFL because Rex is as good a defensive coach as has ever lived. And then I do think he starts getting head coaching offers. And if that's what he wants, then God bless him. Rex, I hope that happens for you if that's what you want. And what I will say is, people have started sending me notes, is there a path in your mind to Rex returning as coach of the Jets? And the answer, I think, is yes. Rex was beloved when he was the coach of the Jets. He, is, he remains, I think, well-liked and regarded and respected by the Johnson family who owns the Jets, primarily Woody and Chris Johnson, who, are, who run the organization, Christopher. And um, I could see that happening. I think the Jets are clearly all in for one season, and this is going to go one of two ways. If, if it goes well, and I will be rooting for it to go well like crazy – with all these pieces around Aaron Rodgers, then terrific. That means they're winning games this year and Robert Sala gets a contract extension and no one's happier about it than I am. But if it goes sideways, then I think everyone gets fired. I think they start all over again. And if the Jets hired Rex Ryan to be the coach again, he knows the market. He knows what it takes. He is a great defensive coach. And I think he has learned from his time away. I think he just would bring in some someone to just be – the, the head coach of the offense. I, I think he does that. He just stays out of it. And I think it would be a terrific thing. So if that is the way this thing goes, I think, look, ultimately that's not what I want to happen because what I want to happen is for the Jets to win a lot of games next year with Aaron Rodgers. But if it doesn't happen, I would be delighted to see Rex be the head coach of the Jets again. Candidly, it was the last time they were worth anything.
Now, the, the last time the Jets were in the playoffs, they have the longest non-playoff streak or drought of any team in any of the four major sports. I would be delighted to have Rex back. He has learned from his time away. That's yeah. the sentence that you said that I want to jump on. Because I can attest to that perhaps more than anyone else at ESPN, and it is 100% true. I had a perception of Rex Ryan before I worked with him that is very different from the man that I work with. I... He struck me from the outside as a, a, a get-off-my-lawn type. Truthfully, Rex is very progressive, very intellectually curious, very open to ideas, and I think like his sort of tough guy facade, sort of like, kind of like Dan Campbell, to be honest with you, obscures the fact that he's incredibly bright and open to new ideas, and that's why I do not believe the game has passed him by. He's a crier, too. He's emotional. He's, Rex's a crier. Um, you know, which, and I mean that in a good way. Uh, he's a teddy bear. So anyway, we got to thinking this was a good job in here in the Google Doc that uh, Cam put together for us. Nice job, Cam. In which he put together how good of an NFL team could we put together with just ESPN people. So let's put it together and see how we would do. Let's make, we'll make this who you got. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. I'll say it. Who you got? So, so it starts with. I'm just going to read off the, uh, the, so the 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 selections that Cam made. You put owner Lewis Riddick. Like, would Lewis Riddick be the owner? Couldn't he be like the president of football operations? Why did you make him the owner? Yeah, I mean, it was either him or Tannenbaum as the GM, and I think Lewis has front office uh, aspirations. He can be, you know, some high-ranking person. It doesn't have to be the owner. But, but let the record show the owner is not an executive, right? The owner is a billionaire who a rich the guy, team. Cam. Let's put him in the office then. Yeah, I don't know if we the, need an owner. Why, why, why off to a rough start here. Would you mind if I, like, asking, like, like why, why Greedy wouldn't own our fake football team? Do yeah, you mind? I would own the team. Okay. Greeny, owner, and uh, Lewis is, you know. President right, of football operations. Right above Tannenbaum. There we go. And Mike Tannenbaum would be the GM. Okay. That's not bad. That's a now, great start. We're good. now we're back in business. Now, as the head coach, he put Nick Saban. As of yesterday, Nick Saban works for us. Clearly, Nick Saban would be the coach. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, unless we hire Belichick, <laughs> we can then have that conversation. But clearly, Saban would be the coach. The offensive coordinator, Dan Orlovsky, and the defensive coordinator would be Rex. Pretty good. Right? Well, what's is, well? Well, I mean, is Jeff Saturday not getting any consideration for the OC job? We're you just want, assuming that Dan's going to get that he job. He can coach overnight? the offensive line. No, you want Jeff on the line. Uh, you, want Jeff, you want Jeff playing? Actually, you're right. Jeff has to play. Okay, fair Jeff enough. Jeff has to be I a player. I stand corrected. That's I right. Stand corrected. So we have to take all these players and put them in their prime. So, so Orlovsky becomes our offensive coordinator because he's not our quarterback. Because we have a lot of good quarterbacks yeah, he to was, choose from. He was a bad quarterback. Well, why would you say that? That's a nasty thing to say. I mean, that's what we're saying by putting him on the coaching staff and no, not we're on the not. field. We have Troy Aikman. Well, he was probably as our he was better than our he was better than our current four string. No, quarterback. Dan was a terrible NFL quarterback. Who were we kidding? He was not a terrible. But he, NFL I'm saying he was better than our current four string quarterback. He was two and ten. Okay, there are far worse quarterbacks. He was a back. He stayed in the league for like twelve. He quarterbacks years. the worst team ever. Regardless, we want him drawn up to plays. I think OC is the right spot for him. Let the record show you're a very mean person. Dan and like, I text every single day. We're boys, but he sunk. Well, I hate to think of what you're like with the people you don't tell like. him that directly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyone who plays in the NFL for twelve years is a good player. No, Troy we- Aikman. Let's just stop this conversation. <laughs> Troy Aikman works for us. He's the quarterback, right? Yeah. Great, great man. Much Troy Aikman is one of the 15 greatest quarterbacks that ever lived. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's our quarterback. Uh, our running backs, 
Brandon Jacobs and Rashad Jennings. Can I ask a question? Where are they? Like, do, do they? The local guys? They host on the weekends on ESPN Radio. So they we do. got. Uh, oh, we so don't have, this includes affiliates. Yeah. No, no. They are. They host national shows on ESPN Radio on the weekends. We don't have a, a deep roster of running backs. The so backfield. Had to go a little bit deep, but our, our wide receivers are, are top notch. Our, our wide receiving core is outstanding. I'm trying to think if we can't play someone else at running back. Wow. Uh, well, anyway, our wide receivers are Randy Moss and Larry Fitzgerald. Wow. I mean, we're, we're, we're in the Hall of Fame. Randy Moss and Larry Fitzgerald would be the single greatest receiving duo in history, and they love each other, right? Moss is yeah. like, was like Larry Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think Chris Carter was Larry Fitzgerald's. The ball boy thing? Um, yeah, was, yeah, was his mentor. But still, they know each other, and they would be unbel- an unbelievable duo. And we have Shannon Sharp to play tight end. We're unstoppable. That offense is ridiculous. Our off- we don't even need a running back. Our offense is unstoppable. On the offensive line, we'd have Damian Woody, Jeff Saturday, Trevor Maddich, <laughs> Matt Stinchcomb, and Max Starks. That's our O-line. It's, a, it's, a, it's an adequate. It's an adequate O-line. I'm worried about our tackles. Damian Woody is you're worried about Damian Woody's a great tackle. Better on the interior. Hembo's evaluating this. He was so a seriously. terrific offensive lineman. No, he was terrific. He was a great right tackle for the Jets. I prefer him at guard. Well, I mean, he was drafted as a center, but we have Jeff at center. I mean, we have Jeff at guard here. Trevor Maddich is playing center for us. Jeff is a center. Jeff is going to be in the Hall of Fame as a center. I agree with you. I'm telling you, as Cam put it on our depth chart here, Trevor Maddich. I didn't playing. write who's No, who? he just wrote the names down. I just down wrote it. Oh, this is not tackle guard, center guard. I battle. can change it if no. you want. I want I want Maddich at guard and Saturday. I mean, I'm center. taking this seriously. I think it's pretty clearly Saturday's at center. Jeff Saturday's our center. On the D-line, we have Chris Canny, Booger McFarland, and Marcus Spears. Mm. It's pretty good. Why are you saying, mm? Not a lot of pass rush there. Get right. this guy off the set. What is wrong with you? You're being so mean to your coworkers. I'm just saying, like, none of those guys can really bend the edge. <laughs> I'm evaluating these people like they're actually playing for us. I mean, okay. It's, it's not a bad D-line. And then our linebackers are Teddy Bruschi, Bart Scott, wow. A.J. Hawk, and Takeo Spikes. That's so, good. The, the, yeah, I like the 3-4 formation here, Cam. That's, That's a good a call. Good, it's a good 3-4 defense. Our secondary is Ryan Clark, Dominique Foxworth, Darius Butler and Herman. That's a good secondary. Really good. That's excellent, Cam. Really good. Our kick returner, punt returner is Desmond Howard. Our punter is Pat McAfee. Our kicker is Julie Foudy. We're a very good team. We'd also we would be history making because we'd have the first ever woman to play for an NFL team, Mm -hmm. and she could absolutely. If you know Julie, she could absolutely do it. Hey, we got uh, we got some news for you here. What is it? Hembo might not be happy. What's going on? Chris Canty is in the studio. Oh, so, hey, Canty. Yeah, so Hembo, what is this business about no pass rush? You do realize I played in the 3-4 defense for the majority of my career. They didn't ask us to rush the passer as a 3-4 interior lineman. Hold on, I'm just counting all your sacks up with my fingers. So No, so, you can't do that, actually. You, that, 20, that, you actually can't do that. You have 22 and a half sacks, yeah, Chris. Yeah, that's great. All I'm you saying is your fingers, toes, and need a lot of hands for that one, Hembo. Chris, yeah. you're an outstanding player. What I'm saying is that we don't have an adequate pass rush. Oh, listen to Hembo. They didn't ask me to pass rush, Hembo. I'm not saying that they asked you to pass rush. I'm looking at our front seven and saying we don't have an adequate pass rush. Do you disagree with that based on our personnel? Well, listen, you got to earn the right to rush the passer. It's hard to rush the quarterback when it's third and two. Mm. It's hard to rush the quarterback when it's second and four. Hey, you got guys that can stop the run? That's a good thing. In the NFL, if you have obvious downs and distances when you know they're throwing the ball, guess what? Those defensive linemen that are 
out there. They're a hell of a lot better as pass rushers. Just going to put that out there. Yeah, Dante is mad. Yeah, he's mad. He's I, mad at I you. Took and, he de- and you deserve it. No. Wait till Orlovsky gets a hold of you. Yeah. I said some things about Orlovsky, Chris, that I, that I deeply regret now. That yeah. was like two minutes ago. You already regret it? I do. Yeah, I mean, well, listen, I think he's got his sights set on somebody else that said some things. So you're, you're good. You're in the <laughs> <Yeah>. clear. <laughs> no, they took a picture together yesterday. I think they're fine. Oh, the beef is settled? Yeah. Oh, the beef okay. has been settled. I wanted to play it up a little bit. Did you see the, I miss everything. The Orlovsky Mad Dog beef? Orlovsky and Mad Dog have beef? Beef. Yeah. No, Mad, I didn't know that. Mad Dog called him a scrub on first take. That's way worse than what Hembo did. Worse than Hembo, yeah. But then I, I saw a video of them at Radio Row while yeah, Mad Dog's they, doing they his show. Up, yeah. They patched up, and they did a throwing competition with Mad Dog. He sucked, and <laughs> now he knows that it's harder than it looks. Chris, I don't want you to take my, my analysis personally. Like, mm. you can't – like, all I'm doing is watching the film. All I'm doing is evaluating the numbers. And what I see here is a front seven that's going to be stout against the run – but it's not going to be excellent at getting to the quarterback. And I don't think from a personnel standpoint that can be refuted. But uh, I, I'm just going to say this. That's why you actually watch the games yeah. and not just look at the numbers because mm-hmm. you can't quantify a player's impact by just looking at the sack total. All I'm saying is I played around a lot of guys that had really, really good sack numbers, and mm-hmm. a part of that is because I took on a lot of double teams. Just going to put that out there. Mm. That's correct. How many sacks did Booger have? Booger was also not much of a pass rusher. Um, Listen to you, this guy. He wasn't asked to be so apparently. easy for you to say this when they're not in the room. He also had twenty-two and a half sacks. Really? Wow. Booger and Chris Canty both exactly the had the exact same number of sacks. And I think Marcus Spears had like ten. Marcus Spears for his career had exactly ten, yep. ten sacks. Hembo, can I ask you a question? Yes, Who sir. was the highest-paid defensive lineman when the Giants won the Super Bowl in twenty eleven? Was it you? I'm just asking. I assume it was you. Okay, there you go. How about that? <laughs> okay. All right. More than Michael Strahan. He's well, I, wasn't on, I wasn't on the team. With, I wasn't on the team with Strahan. Oh, okay. but there but was, Tuck. Justin there, Tuck? There was Justin Tuck. There was O.C. Humanior. O.C. Humanior. Jason, Jason Pierre-Paul. Lynn Bell Joseph. I'm just going to put that in. You're me. arguing with a straw man. You were a phenomenal football <laughs> player. What I'm saying is that we don't have a dominant edge rusher. It's a weakness on our roster. What, do you want us to hire Micah Parsons or something? Right, right. I mean, we right. need to hire LT. Who are our edge guys? Chris, like, what I'm saying is here, like, if we're going to have Teddy Bruschi and Bart Scott and Takeo Spikes and A.G. Hawk like, as our linebackers, none of those guys are traditional pass rushers either. No, but Bruschi and Bart Scott can give us some add-on pass rush. You with, think so? With, with the Green Dogs. No question. Okay. No Any question. chance we I can mean, hire LT yeah. for Countdown just for this team? <laughs> our secondary is locked down, so yeah. I don't know. We employed Dwight We don't need Freeney to be a blitzing team. Time, did we not? We had Dwight Freeney. We had him on the the show a couple times. He was good. Is he still with us? I don't know. Well, he's alive, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> Why did you ask it like that? <laughs> he's still with us. <laughs> How many rings do we have on this team? we got, got a lot of rings. we got a lot. We okay. Chris Kenty, thank Saban. you for jumping in here Thanks, and guys. setting Nembo straight. You're 100% right. Nembo's an idiot. <sighs> Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive.com slash career. The one thing Hembo is good at is trivia. Twice a day, every day during Super Week. Let's go. We got a group trivia here. I am looking at a list of quarterbacks that threw three touchdown passes in a Super Bowl loss. There are five quarterbacks that have done that in the last 30 years, believe it or not. You're going to give me all five. Three touchdown passes so in a in Super Bowl Only in the last 30 years, not, not going back. Loss. It, happened, it had only happened once previously, so I'm not even going to worry about that one. You're going to give me five in the last 30 years. Okay, the answer is next, ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space 
to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. This is a really, really good question. This group trivia is fun. Uh, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. We will uh, have our crack at this answer in 30 seconds after this word from ESPN Bet, which is now live as the official sports book of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today. New users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in a legal gambling state. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Wow, okay, and how are your trivia skills? This is Sneaky Himbo Trivia. Regular sneaky or extra sneaky? Twice a day for Super Week, Hembo's Super Bowl Trivia Go. I'm looking at a list of quarterbacks that threw three touchdown passes in a Super Bowl loss. It has happened five times in the last 30 years, and you are going to give me all five quarterbacks. Let the record show it had happened only once before that, and that one was Roger Staubach, and Hembo gave us that. So there are five in the last 30 years. We have been racking our collective brains, which is what this uh, segment is meant to do, Bubba, Cam, and I, plus Brandon and Jack. But despite their efforts, we're going to try. So, okay, let's start with the ones we absolutely know are sure. I just happened to look up Tom Brady's numbers in the Super Bowl against the Eagles the other day because I was doing a green list, and he definitely threw three touchdowns, and they lost. That's correct. Yeah, I hit the ding before you even said it. Mm. Um, Bubba and Cam, you seemed extraordinarily confident that one of them is Jake Delo. Yes. Okay, I mean, there's no question in your mind? I am as confident as... I am on these things. So okay, then we're going to go with Jake Delhomme. That's correct. Okay, All right. I'm pretty sure McNabb is another. You're also very. You were very confident on McNabb. 
Big Eagles fan. That was the game that T.O. played great. I know he has two. I can think of two, and they scored 21 points. I I think all three. I think he was three touchdowns, three picks. Go with McNabb. Okay, so so again, the other names we have written down here, we do not feel good about Matt Ryan. Yeah, they had a pick six. They scored four touchdowns. One of them was definitely a pick six. I think they had a rushing two. Is a tough one. That the Super Bowl against Pittsburgh. So we're we're going to go. All right, we're going to go with McNabb. That's right. Okay. Well done. Three Man. touchdowns, three picks. The, the, so I have this terrible feeling that, I, and I was at this game, that when Steve Young got the monkey off his back for San Francisco, they obliterated Stan Humphreys and the Chargers. Steve Young, they were winning that game. I want to say it was 42 to nothing. Um, and, and San Diego scored a bunch of meaningless touchdowns. So I'm just throwing his name out there for our consideration because they wound up scoring like 26 points or something like that. Uh, not that the game ever became a game. Who are we forgetting, guys? Like, what, what we, There've got to be names here that we don't have. Yeah, the other one we wrote down was Roethlisberger in the game against Rodgers. Um, is, there and a, then, is there a Bengals one from one of their losses? That's before 30 yeah, years. Oh, that's okay, not, that, yeah. And, 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 and oh, yeah. Joe Burrow did, definitely did, did not. No. no. Right, so 90, it's 94. Hurt, nine, Hertz right? ran for three last year, so I don't think he threw three either. Right. No, so I, I think it's... My guess would be Roethlisberger against the Packers and, and Warner against the Steelers, but I'm not entirely any confident. any better ideas and anything else? I'm trying to go back through you all of them. It's not McNair. Who are you no. next most confident in? What about Favre? Against Denver? They scored, tw- I think, 24 points. I, I assume one of them was rushing, but I think he's. it's possible it's him, but I don't think so. I don't know. I don't remember the... Like, you have a remarkable – I remember the games, but I don't remember all of the touchdowns. Um, what if, I would what not have Bledsoe gotten to loan. Yeah, Bledsoe is interesting. I don't remember what he did, but what, how did Bledsoe, Bledsoe do? That, was that game 35-21, something yeah, like that Yeah, they did score Green three. Day? I can't imagine all of them were passing, but it, it's definitely possible. Curtis Martin was on the team. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would say Warner Roethlisberger, but I'm, you know. Bubba, you have anything else, or, or should we just go with his guesses? I think it's not – we can't we can't go wrong with those guys. If it's someone else, that's fine. But which like, one are you most confident of? Lock in the next one. Lock in number four. First. Okay, our, our our next one. We're gonna go with Roethlisberger against the Packers. That's incorrect. Oh damn! He threw two touchdown passes. Is, no. is, is Warner against the Steelers one of them? Yes. Oh, okay. And is it so we would Humphrey? have gotten four if we had started with that. I guess we did get four out of the five. What's the fifth one? What did we forget? It's Brett Favre against the Broncos. Oh, oh, no. You guys, you did so good. We were close. Oh, you guys were so close. Yeah. That, that's... Once you said Favre, Cam, I thought for sure that it would jog your memory, but you didn't seem to have a recollection. No, of I don't remember that game that well. I, I remember the helicopter run. I remember Green Bay letting them score a touchdown at the end. Um, but that's, of course, a Denver touchdown that we're talking about. I remember that Terrell Davis mm-hmm. was the key to the Denver offense. I don't really remember Green Bay's, you know, it's a long time ago. I, 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 I Perhaps I should, but I did not. Oh, that is, very, how many did, you, ha- you don't have Stan Humphrey. He only threw one touchdown only in that one. game. Right, Loser. Forget about that. All right. So, fun, but no cigar. What are the, uh, what are the totals now? Yeah, we're racking up losses here. I'm 10 and 15. Bubba's 9 and 15. You're 8 and 17. And I'll leave the other two off the list. So that's it. <laughs> no, no. Give us the list. Uh, Brandon's two and sixteen. Jack's two and nine. Dominique's own one. I just don't include them in the uh, group no, trivia. No, I think scorings. you should. They were standing right here, and, and they and they I were don't know if they that's were fair. shouting out names. 
Um, they didn't get it right either. I think they deserve to be wrong. Uh, yeah, but they don't deserve to get it when we get it right. <laughs> coming to you live. Also from the true. Seaport. Well, if they contribute, then they, they could be a part of it. Uh, anyway, we're coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Grey Goose. Sh- should we tell them about Jack? Jack is comfortable with this? Oh, Jack is exceedingly comfortable with this, Guys, for reasons unbeknownst to me. We've, we've pointed out that Jack is, how do I say this nicely? He isn't the sharpest tool in our shed. Right, he is the biggest, however. <laughs> so, uh, nice guys, you, you will you will get it. Just walk right in front of the camera, Jack. That's good. Please, uh, immediately no after you. Can say yeah, that. no. Camera, don't mind our ESPN yeah. Plus audience. Don't 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 worry He's about not that. Not the sharpest tool in the shed. He immediately <laughs> goes in front of a camera. Walk directly in front of the camera. <laughs> I had to, to push the seat. chair out. Right. No, no, I understand that. You could have walked around the camera. The chair, the positioning of the chair has nothing oh to do with it. But that's oh neither here nor there. Anyway. So, uh, Jack is an aspiring play-by-play announcer, and we, we are in full support of him getting a job as a play-by-play announcer. We want that to happen for him. Again, Jack Bartek, his last name is B-A-R-T-E-K, and I strongly... C-K. What's that? C-K. What is it? <laughs> T-E-C-K. Oh, oh T-E-C-K, sorry. Which is ironic. Bartek, but w- why is that ironic? Given the conversation. What, that I don't know the spelling <laughs> of your last name? I don't think it's... Okay, let's... let's uh, Dripping with irony. Yeah, let's... <laughs> Let's dive into this. So you do the play-by-play now for what school? Monmouth. Monmouth College. And um, he, ha- he put together a reel because he wants to get a job. And what is the, the uh, mascot of, of Monmouth College? They're the Hawks. The Hawks? Yeah. I thought that they were something else. Well, well. well. <laughs> well, well, what? There's also a, a professional baseball team. Oh, Sem- I see. Semi-professional. So there's another team that you do the broadcasting for. Yeah, previously. And and what were they called? The New Jersey Jackals. The New Jersey Jackals. Yeah. The New Jersey Jackals. Um, uh, Bubba uh, and Cam, c- can you spell the word jackal for me, please? Like you know, like the animal, like a an animal. The the word jackal. Yeah, J A C K. Jack's first name. A L. Correct. So I would, uh, one, would assume, one would assume that if you were the play-by-play announcer for that and you were sending out a reel that included some of your play-by-play work on that, that you would have that word spelled correctly. And yet when he gave his reel to Hembo and asked Hembo's a, a expert opinion on it, which I think is a smart and, you know, thing for you to do, uh, he, Jack, had the word jackal spelled wrong on it. <laughs> What? <laughs> and it was Hembo who noticed it. How, how was it spelled? Uh, J-A-C-K-E-L. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, Jack, what exactly happened there? Well, I had a bit of a whirlwind of a week last week. I was trying to get this reel done before February so, so you felt send rushed. it out in a uh-huh. timely manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had gotten all the clips done and everything, so the, the jackal's part of my reel was the tail end of it. And uh, I'd shown it to Hembo. I'd gotten everything done. It looked good. But it was radio calls. When I did the Jackals, it was on radio. Got it. So it was just still frames. And Hembo said, well, people are going to want to know where that's from. Right. Put a, put a tag on it. I was like, that's a good idea. So then I had to go back in. I threw the tag on it. And I just rushed through it. And I was, I was putting it on in Premiere, which doesn't autocorrect if you spell something wrong. So in my haste, I accidentally misspelled it i showed it to a couple of people and, and they I guess, didn't notice like you're so focused on listening to it so focused you just pass over it and luckily sharp Hembo over here mm. caught it for me as everyone knows him um 
So when you when you say you were putting doing this in Premiere, you could yeah. have said that to me in Latin, and I would have had as uh, much Premier understanding is, of what you're talking about. Is that a, is that a, a typeface? It's the editing software. The typeset. What's the word I'm looking for? What, what is it? What is the little thing that comes down there, like Arial or Times New Roman? Oh, the font. The font. Is it the font? No, no. It's a, it's an editing software. So oh, you I can do it. the graphics in the editing software. Got it. But no but autocorrect. Unbeknownst to me, it does not have autocorrect. So here's the thing. I just wanted uh, – Bubba and Cam, I thought you would want to know that because I thought it was just a fascinating turn of events. But that said, <coughs> I want to make it clear that anyone out there who needs a play-by-play, a young, enthusiastic, aggressive – talented sweetheart of a play-by-play announcer who happens to be bad at spelling jack bartek is your man because to do play-by-play you don't have to spell correctly he is a magnificent (laughs) play-by-play guy like the reel itself is really fun for me to listen to until i got to the new jersey jackals part of the (laughs) the proceedings like mercifully i was there to to, to save you there hambo may have saved your career and i'm sending this like vps at espn by the way well (laughs) well the, the, the one thing that i will say to defend myself i was smart enough to have multiple people watch it before i sent it out mm. you know I, I know i'm not smart enough on my own sure. it takes a village so you know how to spell jack at least yeah it, it, it takes yeah. a village to know how to spell the name of the team you broadcast for i understand that, that was and two thirds of it two, is your name years ago the last time i worked for him which is no, no excuse no but. i'm with you no, no excuse I've, I've forgotten how to spell common words in that period of time myself. So, like ESPN. Anyway, yeah. Well, that's what Jack Chicago is referring Bulls. to. Is that I then then told the story oh. about I had one time called, um, I forget who I was calling, but <laughs> whoever it was I was calling needed um, an email address. And my email address ended with at ESPN.com, which I mean, I'm not giving away anything. It's quite obvious that I work here. And, uh, and the person asked how you spell that. The person said, and how do you spell that? And I said, ESPN.com. Like, that's not a word. Those are letters. <laughs> there's, there's very little mystery in how you spell ESPN.com. It would have been funnier if they didn't ask and then spelled it out. Like, phonetically spelled out the letters ESPN.com. That would be tough to do. What do you mean? Like, E Y E S P E E E N. That's clever. I thought you were about to say a really stupid thing, and as it turns out, that was clever. Said a clever thing. Jack is he's, a he's very great good, at talking. You're going to be very good. <laughs> Thank he's going to be so seriously. We're going to forward his reel. Anyone who wants it, tweet at us, and, and we are going to forward you his reel. And I'm telling you right now, we're going to get him a job, and he deserves it. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. Now I feel bad. I feel like we've made fun of him, and I don't. I don't. I, I'm much happier making fun of Cam. Oh, but Cam's not Brandon. that yeah. into it. Jack doesn't sound cranky enough, though. No, that's true. Cam, no, we've all, but I think we've all sort of made up here. It's been a good hour. Oh, We're good, yeah. All right, so then let's dive into something else that came up earlier today, which I think is very interesting. And that is Tim Hasselbeck telling us, and he was the first person, but I'm telling you he will not be the last, that he believes when the, when the, entire, when the entirety of the NFL pre-draft process has concluded, that there are going to be teams who reach the conclusion that Drake May would be their first pick if they had it. Now, only one team is going to matter. And if the Bears want to be that team, then they're going to be that team. If the Bears decide Caleb Williams is the guy they want, no ifs, ands, or buts, as Mike Tannenbaum suggested yesterday, you don't even answer the phone. So that would be the end of that conversation. But... As I have begun working my way through the, um, the draft stuff, what I've heard is generally that Caleb Williams is on his own tier 
and that the second tier consists of both Drake May and Jaden Daniels. And then you go down a tier from that, and you get to J.J. McCarthy, um, uh, uh, Michael uh, Penix, uh, Bo Nix. Michael Penix, and Bo Nix. Thank you. That, that, that's the third tier. And I think all six of those may very well go in the first round. I think six. there's a very good chance. Ooh. Yeah. Well, certainly the first three are going to be the first three picks. McCarthy is definitely going to go in the first round. And then I think in the 20s, I think you might very well see Knicks and Penix go. And maybe not. Maybe they both make it to round two. Time will tell. The process is long. What I've not heard anyone say is that the competition is between May and Williams, what I've heard people say is the competition is between May and Daniels to be the second pick. Tim Hasselbeck, whose opinion I value very, very highly, who broadcasts games for the ACC network, so has probably seen as much of Drake May as any analyst out there has at this point, says he's convinced that May is going to be the best prospect from this group. Doesn't mean he's going to be the best player. Because the best player is going to be determined by things that are out of the control of all of these guys. The best player could easily wind up being Penix or McCarthy, depending on where they wind up getting drafted and what winds up being put around them. But he believes that when it's all said and done, people are going to like May every bit as much, if not more, than they like Caleb Williams. And, but people don't matter. Only one team winds up making that pick. Here's the thing. If you're Chicago and you feel like you're heading in that direction, if you feel like it's that close then I think it behooves you to make that trade. You do not take Drake May number one. I, I think you take you, you trade back a spot with Washington, you get something in return, and then you take Drake May number two. Yeah. Th- that feels like the order in which this goes. I love the idea. I, before the season even started, you might recall me saying that I placed a 5-1 to one bet on Drake May to be the first pick in the draft mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. And that is because when a 20-year-old, basically celebrity quarterback wins the Heisman, which Caleb Williams immediately became, he's like you've said many times, in every commercial, the face of college football, exceedingly famous. Yep. The public has just decided that you're the anointed one. You're going to be the first pick in the draft, and any evidence to the contrary is just foolishness. When in reality, Drake May is an outstanding prospect, and if Tim's opinion is what Tim's opinion is, it means that there are credible people, both in and outside the NFL, that feel the same way. And what the Bears have the opportunity to do is potentially move down just one spot. Washington picks at forty, at 36 and 40. You can get both of those picks plus the second pick to get a quarterback who I, I personally view and the league might view as very comparable to Caleb Williams, using the opportunity to get a whole bunch of stuff from Washington and be able to get all your franchise quarterback and all the assets that come with it. I think it is a great idea for, for Chicago to explore. I have a variety of thoughts of why, if you're going to do that, I don't think you do it anytime soon. Uh, as we count down to the Super Bowl on ESPN Radio, our playoff preview with the pros will air this weekend during SportsCenter All Night, as well as Saturday and Sunday at 5 o'clock Eastern time with Chris Canty and Harry Douglas and others looking ahead to the 49ers and the Chiefs. But before we do that, we will do this. I'm going to tell you exactly how dangerous that is and why it made more sense last year. We'll do that next on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza, better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. A lot of things I want to get to here before we run for the day. Of course, tomorrow we'll have a full-scale football Friday. Let me just clean up where we were a minute ago. If the Bears decide that they're going to trade away that first pick, I do not think it happens at the Combine. Last year, they made that trade at the Combine because they had decided they were going to stay with Justin Fields. Mm. That's different than deciding you're going to draft one versus the other of these two quarterbacks. If, if you're going to decide to pass on Caleb Williams and take a quarterback, it's one thing if they decide they're going to build around Justin, which I don't expect to happen at all. If you decide you're going to make that pick, you, I think that goes down to the wire. I, I think that's, one, you, that's a decision you cannot be ready to make in the next two weeks. You might even have like Caleb Williams up there with a Bears hat. Everybody. Well, I don't know about that, but I definitely think you need to have the personal interviews and the go to the pro days and all that kind of stuff. I don't think that happens as quickly as that. I think that's right. I think if you're going to go with – I think if you're going to trade the pick like that – there's it no goes reason, to April. There's no reason not to. Yeah, it goes to April. You're right. And, and, and maybe, you know, you drum up a little more of a market for it. Mm. Okay, I, I wanted to get that in there. We'll have plenty of time to talk about that as we work our way forwards. Very quickly, tonight, NFL honors. So I'm just going to throw out the candidates. You told me a minute ago you think that none of them are in doubt. I think almost none of them are in doubt. All right, here we go. So MVP, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott, and Brock Purdy are the finalists. Lamar Jackson's going to win it easily. I, I agree. Defensive Player of the Year: Deron Bland, Max Crosby, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, T.J. Watt. Miles Garrett's going to win. He was the odds-on favorite with the voting closed. I expect him to win it. Oh. Yeah, that was my pick this yeah. morning. I was the only one. Hmm. Uh, offensive Player of the Year: Tyreek Hill, Lamar Jackson, C.D. Lamb, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott. Christian McCaffrey's going to win that award because of the Tyreek Hill injuries. Because of the injuries. Yes. Okay. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year: Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, Puka Nakua. Bijan Robinson, C.J. Stroud. Stroud's going to win it. Some people might give Puka a vote or two, but I think C.J. will win it pretty easily. Yeah, That's a great group. It's a great group. It's a great crop. And, and any other year, Nakua would, would oh, be yeah. a, a runaway. But, I mean, Stroud, he had the best rookie season any quarterback has ever had. I agree. How does he not win? Uh, defensive rookie, um, Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, Joey Porter Jr., Kobe Turner, and Devin Witherspoon. This one is the most in question. Jalen Carter is likeliest to win it, but it would not surprise me if Will Anderson came in the back door the second half of the season. Yeah, I think Will Anderson, uh, if I had to predict, would be who I would okay. pick. Comeback player, Joe Flacco, DeMar Hamlin, Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford, Tua Tungavailoa. Hamlin's going to win it, and I love the idea that you presented on Get Up about how they should change the award in the future. Absolutely. What he's coming back from is so unprecedented and hopefully will never happen again. They should rename the award in his honor. It should be the DeMar Hamlin comeback player of the year award and then give it to someone else. Someone like Joe Flacco who came off his couch or Baker Mayfield who came from what looked like his career being over to having a really good season. What DeMar Hamlin is dealing with, has dealt with is so different. They don't belong in the same category. So I would rename the award 
uh, the DeMar Hamlin Comeback Player of the Year Award. Uh, and then finally, Coach of the Year, Dan Campbell, John Harbaugh, D'Amico Ryans, Kyle Shanahan, and Kevin Stefanski. I think Kevin Stefanski is likely to win it. Don't be, don't be shocked. If D'Amico Ryans does, but ultimately Stefanski getting his team to the playoffs with all those quarterback injuries is going to be the reason that he wins that award. Right. I would give it to D'Amico Ryans. Uh, th- that, nothing was expected of that team. <laughs> nothing. I understand that Cleveland had massive quarterback injuries and everything else. I, I'm, choosing one person does not mean diminishing sure. the others. Of course. Um, I would give it to D'Amico Ryans if I had that vote. All right, one piece of business left, just because I think this will be really, really cool on the radio. I did my green list today. Let's do it. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The green list. The green list is my top five, this, that, or the other, as voted on exclusively by me, the world's foremost authority on all matters. And today's list, the top five moments in Super Bowl history. Let me tell you, this was brutal. Putting this list together was brutal. Because there have been 57 games, there have been at least 57 moments that were worthy of being on this list. But I had to trim them down, and so here are the right five. Number five. This is this one. Bradshaw is deep, and they're firing downfield. Swan going after covered, and it's Douglas Swan catches another circus catch inside the Dallas 45 yard line. Gets up and goes inside the 40, down to the 37 yard line. Had a defensive player right on his back. Here's Mark Washington. The ball bounced into the air. Swan lying on his back. Cut the ball in circus fashion. Got up and ran again. Went down inside the 40 down to the 38-yard line. A sensational catch for the Steelers, Lynn Swan. What a great job that is by you guys of finding that play-by-play. I would not have thought we would have it. That, that play is so legendary. Perhaps now that so much time has passed, it's not as remembered. But I'm telling you, that moment was integral in the Super Bowl, becoming the Super Bowl. The grace of... The almost ballet-like beauty of Lin Swan making that catch on his way to being the MVP of that Super Bowl. That one definitely belongs. Number four. Fourth and goal at the one. Foles running up and down the lens. A direct snap and it goes to Clement who gives it off to Burton, the tight end, who then throws in the end zone. Touchdown! Foles caught the ball! And a touchdown pass of the yard by the tight end! What did we just see? Oh, I like the call from Kevin Harlan there. Uh, that's Philly Philly. I just chilled up. Yeah. Me too, dude. That's awesome. Mm, Cam, excited. That, that's, that was the moment you knew they might win. Like, like New England was supposed to win that game. I still think they should have won that game. But that was the moment you said to yourself right before halftime, holy smoke, the Eagles might win this thing. It was incredible. All right, counting down the five great moments in Super Bowl history. Number three. Russell Wilson attends the hands he has. Wilson, quick throw. And it's Let's go to Offensively in Super Bowl history. I mean, that's a great. Is that Zolak at the end there? I mean, he's yes. so right. Look, I mean, that play ended the Seahawks. They were one yard away from being back to back Super Bowl champs and iconic, and who knows? And instead of just giving the freaking ball the beast mode, they throw a pass, they outsmart themselves or have an agenda or whatever it is, who the hell knows anymore. But if Malcolm Butler makes the biggest defensive play in history. And history is rewritten. That's number three. Number two. Bill Walsh has his team 10 yards 
from a victory himself. Rice has just set a Super Bowl record with 12 catches. He's in motion. Montana. Montana to Taylor, if you're old enough, you'll never forget it. That drive at the end, that's what made Joe Montana the greatest quarterback of all time, which he was until Tom Brady supplanted him. That is a game in which Jerry Rice caught 215 yards worth of passes, but it's that touchdown to Taylor that lives forever. So those are the four of the top five, but number one, there could only be one. Number one. Third out at five, the Giants from their 44-yard line. Manning works out of the shotgun. He takes it. Facing pressure, he's in trouble, he's spun around, he's able to get away, looks to throw, he does downfield, and elitely catches made down at the 25, what a play, David Tyree comes up with the ball, what a play by Eli Manning. That's Marv, isn't it? Marv doing oh, yeah. the game. Th- that that That's number one in so many ways. The improbable nature of the play, the ridiculous ability of Eli to not get sacked the catch by Tyree which still I mean absolutely contradicts the immutable laws of physics and then the fact that it changes the history of the sport the Patriots are the greatest team of all time if they win that game if that play isn't made that's the number one play in Super Bowl history Bubba and Cam outstanding job of getting the five play-by-plays. Those are my time. Did you have a quibble with any of it? None, and that last one is just, some things are just preordained by the cosmos. For David Tyree, the ultimate David to slay Goliath in that manner is one of the most uh, iconic plays in the history of any sport. It's a nice biblical reference on your part there, by the way. I Mm. like the way you played that. You know that one. That's very well played. Yes, that one I've heard of. I don't know the fonts, but I know that Fair enough. All right, well done. Tomorrow, a full-scale football Friday leading into Super Bowl 58. Don't miss it, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.